When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. It is full-time Reds. I'm your host, Matt, joined by my regular partners in crime, Chris Brack and Kev O'Sullivan. Finished it, St. Mary's, Southampton 4, Liverpool 4, and what was a bit of a wild basketball-type game. Uh, before we get into it for the last time, just to let you guys all know that the show, as usual, is brought to you by bookmakers.com. Uh, head on over if you want to put some sort of wagers down on any of the finals coming up as we head into finals week here, FA Cup, Europa League, Conference League, Champions League. They've got all your betting odds and links and descriptions and yada, yada, yada to get to the other stuff. And also this week's performances uh, in the league were brought to you by Neil Young's fantastic album On the Beach because there was a lot of, a lot of real <laughs> lackluster performances all around the league today. Gentlemen, how are we? Chris, how'd you like the last day of the Premier League season? Fucking rubbish. <laughs> we were, we just, we saw Liverpool season in a nutshell. The sublimes of the ridiculous, which I'll be honest, I'm sick of watching that. Honest, I'm quite glad for the break. And then we've seen another side that cheats FFP get away with it. So, you know, all in all, pretty shite. <laughs> you know, that's what more can you say, really? I'd say. Yeah, perfect encapsulation of the entire season coming down on the last day. Kev, how about you? Um, I'm Grant. I was I enjoyed the game for what it was. Um, yeah, in the season, loads of changes, loads of goals, defendings for other people, and you know, fans had a good day out. Bobby goal, Bobby scored on his on his last game for the Reds. Uh, we can see the glaring problems in the club that need to be addressed. We knew them before kickoff didn't need to see today to have that confirmed it's just today reaffirmed where where we need to what we need to address how we need to address it and we, it also confirmed that this you know inverted right back into midfield really is a work in progress and it's going to take time for this to bed in for everybody 
Yeah. We, we were a lot better, obviously, with our normal starting eleven. They seemed to get to grips with how to manage the game a lot better than the uh, the guys that came in today. It was um, it was new, really raw and really new for an awful lot of these players. It's all well and good doing it in the training pitch and practicing, but in a real life match, it's completely different. And it I'm was surprised. telling today. I'm surprised we didn't swap Gomez and Matip around. Play Gomez on the right, Matip on the left. Because there was Gomez a few things pace. today. Yeah, I, at I, least I, Gomez has pace. You know what I mean? Matip yeah. just you can see straight away he's not com- he's not comfortable going out to right back. He's not at all. No. At least Gomez has played as full back, and it would suit him yeah. better. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. a few it, players. It, a, a few players. There's a few there today that you thought, yeah, you, you took your chance. There's a few more that didn't. <laughs> there's quite a few that didn't. There was yeah. there was a few for Southampton that were like, yeah, I like the look of him. Yeah, a few, there's a few others that I'm looking at is like, how much? Yeah. It was one of those. It was just one of those days. It was one of those games. It was a mad one. Yeah. Should we go through so the good goals 11? as well, to be fair. Yeah. Should we go through starting 11? Sort of yeah, normally. Who did and didn't take the chance, you know? Normally the sort of thing that we do. I mean, you kind of have. Like this, the system has worked with the 11 that we have been putting out. Pretty wholesale changes coming into the squad today, especially at the back line. So Quiven Kelleher comes in for Allison. Trent keeps his place, but other than that, the rest of the defense is completely changed. Matip on the right side of the center half. Joe Gomez, like you said, on the left side. I thought that would be flipped around as well. Uh, Costa Simicas in for what might be his final game for Liverpool. Hope so. uh, in, in the midfield, Fabinho, Curtis Jones on the left. Again, Jones starts every game in this run in the end of the season. So good for him. He's done fabulously well i think in terms of turning around his opinion in a lot of people's eyes swan song for james milner in midfield same goes up front for bobby firmino leading the line up top with jada out left and mo on the right big changes i don't think any of us got this lineup right uh on friday no. did we chris no no none of us got none of us got sorry we were thinking i think me and kev were saying before we knew about the whole allison van dyke not playing i said oh do you know what? you might try gomez up left back just so when trent goes along you shuffle it along a bit more gives you a bit of pace either side but otherwise though you'll just go as strong as ever but like you said you don't know who's carrying niggles and i do wonder if some of it is because there is a some of these lads now got to play three or four fucking international qualifiers friendlies and i wonder if the manager's going look there's nothing on this game allison van dyke they probably thought they played a lot of football let's just protect them because the international sides aren't going to so we need them fire and fit for next season. Last thing, last thing we need is one of them getting injured on international duty. But go through a start eleven. If I'm if I'm being brutally honest, I thought Kelleher dropped dropped his big opportunity because if I'm honest, I think Allison saves nearly all those goals. I think they were quite routine. I know he hasn't played a lot, but it's a joy of being a backup goalkeeper. And he's gone through long spells like this before not playing, but those goals you can see they're pretty. Routine, I think, for him to save, especially the second one. It's right at him. He doesn't get off his line quick enough. It's pretty poor footwork, which is something we don't rena- he's not renowned for. You know, he's normally pretty good for his feet, but I just think the first and fourth goal, he just does that whole collapse thing. He doesn't really com- sort of commit to anything. So I kind of felt he was one. Same with Simicast. Same with Matip. Didn't take the chances. Joe was average, okay. Trent was fine, you know, but in terms of the back four, you know, I will probably say... Three of them plus the keeper didn't take the chance. They just resigned themselves to either being squad players now or playing elsewhere, I would say. I would say two of them are probably going to be playing elsewhere soon. Yeah. What about what about you, Kev? Any big takeaways when those lineups dropped an hour before kickoff? 
Yeah, um, I looked at it. I was I, Milner in midfield being asked to do that that role as an attacking eight. I thought, Eesh. you know that that's going to be iffy. Uh, I wanted to see how how the back four because let's be honest, that's the kind of a side you'd expect to be putting out maybe in some of the Europa League games minus Salah. minus um, Salah. So you know they're gonna. This is the kind of side that's gonna get games next season. Whereas you look, I think Kelleher. It was his first start in a league since January last year. Yeah. You know, um, it was first start for Joe Gomez in months. I can't remember the last time Joe started. Um, Matthew's a while. Massive, Massive probably. Yeah, Matthew's first start. I'd say in a in a while as in a in about a month. Yeah, West Ham. Costas has had a a few appearances off the bench, but that's the kind of challenge, you know, that's the kind of thing that you, you, they needed. They needed that kind of uh, exposure to highlight where the real fucking problems lie. Like, you know, Southampton were able to get out. I mean, let's call it, call it, we started off, we, was, we started brilliantly. You know, the first goal for me was absolutely brilliant. It was just everything about us going forward and in a forward press that you want to see. Force forcing Southampton to play into an area where they didn't want to play and Jota sniffing it out for to put us one nil up. And I thought perfect start. And then you go from there. But we gifted three of those goals. We gifted them through we 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 gave up three goals. Really soft. They were they were really poor goals to give up, to give up, and there's plenty of blame to share around Kelleher. Yeah, um, I think in a meaningful game for one of them, Fabinho takes the yellow card. Yeah, he makes a half, uh, you know, a half glance yeah. dash to try to put it so, put some kind of a, a gesture challenge in. But I think if that if that was a case of look, this is you need to make this challenge to get into the top four. I'd say he nearly breaks his leg. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those. Like, it's the in, uh, it is the end of the season. You're not going to hack someone down. Yeah, you we know, say that, Kepa. You're we, just not going to do it. We say that, Kepa. We've said that during the season as well. There's a few, quite a few goals we can yeah, see. Like was, that, where no, we've got like, he was, he was there. He was there for it. He was there for it. But take him, was, him out. He was. Right. You have to break his leg. You just take him out and take the yellow. It's yeah. it's the routine. But he, he was there for it, and he just made a half gesture for it. I think yeah. if it was a meaningful game, he he ta- he falls him. Yeah, yeah, and he does. He's done that a fair few times this season. Yeah, it's yeah. the on-the-beach attitude that I think was pretty is, prevalent, yeah. especially yeah. in our defending and even in our attack. I, I just thought that we were just kind of lackadaisical about it. Before we get into the goals, we'll just go back. Darius Hoyt threw in a $2 super chat, so thanks very much for that, Darius. It means that $1.40 out of that will be going to our charity partner after YouTube takes their cut. He's asking, who would you keep, Simicast, Gomez, or Matip? And then he followed it up saying that he would keep Simicast. Chris, out of those three, who are you keeping? Um, maybe Gomez because he can cover a couple of positions and he's got a bit of the whole homegrown quota thing. The other two, Matip, I just think injuries got up with him. And I'll be honest, Simicast has just done my head in this year, but maybe that's more me. But he has just done my head in this year, to be honest. So, but I'll be honest, if we sold any of three of them, I wouldn't really care less, to be honest. If I'm being brutally honest, I'm yeah. not really forced either way. What about you, Kev? Yeah, Gomez is staying, Simicast is staying, Matip is probably, if there's a reasonable offer to come in, he'll probably go. 
Yeah, I, you know, I have that. There, just there's like, just facts and reality. The, the facts and the reality are Joe Gomez is staying. Yeah. You know, people, I think people so. can bitch and moan and cry arse all they like. Joe Gomez is staying. Yeah. Costas is one that, yeah, you can make an argument to sell him. That's fine. But you're already going to be making at least four proper changes. Kelher could be another one that's five. Do you really want to be going into next season with six or seven eight maybe new players into the squad for me you can if if you if we do that if we end up with six seven eight pl new players coming in this season you can write next season up i we mean we might have a few cup runs and we might we'll probably get into the champions league spot where you're writing next season off as a uh, challenging for anything major to flip side of that is we went into this season with basically no new faces and look how this season went we were all i think there's, there's always a happy medium though isn't there? yeah, yeah the happy yeah. medium is about no four or five Full yeah. extremes, full extremes on this channel. I, 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 I coming down to who gets the better offer between Matip and Simicass, and I think Simicass is worth more, and I think yeah. he has less of a role in the team if we're going to play. But the I, way it I, seems like we're playing going forward. So. But I, I think Matt, I think the weakness we've got is that is the backup to Canati and Van Dyke more than the backup to Robbo. I think we've you can kind of you can make players fill in and cover fullback. It seems to be a position that most people seem to be able to cover if you need to as an emergency. You know, Crosby had Milner do it for a year, you know, so it can be done. Centre back is more of a crucial position, which is why I think Matip needs to be moved on for an upgrade. Uh but I do Kev, you know, you don't want to be making wholesale changes because because you write it off another season. But we're also looking going, have we had just one too many summers where we go in feeling one short, one short, one short. And now we're going like we don't feel one short. We feel three or four short now. This is not based off this game. You know? Oh, no, no, no. We, no, we, we we've, we've felt yeah. all season three centimetres and his defenders light. And we're probably a yeah. forward light as well now with Bobby going. So there's, Bobby five, going, sure. so there's five positions that we need to be covered. But for me, that's and, where I would be stopping. I, I wouldn't I, be going any more than that. But I think we will we'll have to because I think Kelleher's got to walk out the door. And I think If so, Kelleher goes there. out the door, then that's something that can be addressed. You need to get a, a keeper in who can play with the ball at his feet. Yeah. You know, it, so it's I'm, a modern thing. There's plenty of keepers between even keepers playing at under 21 uh, to under 20, you know, under 20. I'm not saying under 21 level at club level. Talking about international keepers who are between the ages of 21, 24. They've grown up playing with the ball with their feet. It's it's very natural mm -hmm. to that age group of, of keepers. It wouldn't be beyond the realms of men to, to try to get one. The problem is if you lose Kelleher at his age, you're losing a homegrown player as well. So that means you have to bring in another English player. Maybe that's what so, Sonny shout of someone like a Walker Peters is. Yeah. It would be. Yeah, a that's shout. a very good show. He was what he was one today. Was, I saw for Southampton was very good. But he's been good for about two years. Yeah, yeah. play for Southampton. It was, his and, problem has always been the he had one really bad injury that um, yeah, yeah. sailed him in Southampton for a while. But at least with but, him um, going, he he actually solves a problem then because he covers both yeah. sides. Yeah, and the other link that we were soft-linked to last week, whether there's any legs in that one or not, is Mark Wehi at Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh, he'd, be, he'd be one that would really set Myers up if uh, if that kind of link became a little bit more concrete throughout the window. Because I think it'll take a good offer to get him. I think you're talking in the regions of 45, 50 million. And as Liam rightly so, points out, Keller's not only homegrown, he's club exactly. trained. And that's yeah. where we've got the biggest issue because we don't have enough club trained players. Yeah, that's where you probably end up having to keep a set van der Berg around the squad. Yeah, I think so, to, yeah, because yeah, otherwise, otherwise when he got otherwise when he got Trent and Trent Gomez and 
Jones. I think Gomez just about covers club grit, club trained, I think, because we're yeah. so young. So again, that's another reason why sometimes we're keeping players that aren't everyone's yeah. favourite, but there's plenty of clubs have to do this, mind. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, there's a reason <laughs> why United were quite willing to pay Phil Jones 110 grand a week. Yeah, twice. twice you know, it's, it's just one of those things. It was the same yeah. thing why Man City years ago wanted to pay Mika Richards 100 grand a week to stay at the club. Mm. You know, it was nothing more than to fill out the, the criteria for uh, what they needed with the homegrown quotas. You know, that. Clubs are willing to pay excess over the top. I mean, Scott Carson signed a new contract with Man City this week. Just, just to sit, yeah. just to sit just there, to, and train. just to sit there, just to take a swap. You know? That's all they need him for. Yeah, it's probably a failure in the academy system as a whole. To um, that Scott Carson needs to be needed. You think there'd be an academy keeper that you could use? I think we we looked to address this about three years ago with the academy, didn't we? Where we started to bring in an awful lot of quality player, good quality players. To develop, but they were all around 17, 18, 19 years of age. And you saw you've seen this season how well they've gone in the their their yeah. European competitions. So yeah. but it's not going to be until next year that those kind of players come to fruition where this homegrown nonsense stops becoming an issue for the club. But for the, for this next season that we're going into, it is an issue. That's why I say as much as Joe Gomez probably doesn't want warrant a place in the squad, at the moment he's a luxury that we need. You know, he's just an inconvenience. Some people will see it, but he is a player that we need in the squad. And we also needed Curtis Jones to have the final third of the season that he had, because at least you know now that when you go into next season, if you need to drop him in, if he needs to come in for three or four games on the, on the spin, he's more than capable of doing a job. And you're not worried about him coming in and doing a job. So it's not something that's, um, it's, it's one less worry going into yeah. next season. You know, it's it's you it, you wouldn't have him in your starting midfield three at the start of the next season, ideally. But if you you know two two months into the season, if he has to come in for two or three games, they're absolutely no problem. And if he used to play in the Europa League games, absolutely fine, no problem at all with that. You know, same with Stefan Bajetic, he he can develop in the Europa League. Similar kind of similar kind of uh, role for him. You know, but the midfield is something that has to be put right in the summer, hundred <laughs> percent. Thanks. Thanks, Red Steve. Uh, nice all right. Nice well, there's going to be plenty and plenty of uh, show hours to fill talking about transfer nonsense. Oh, oh, can we talk about that instead of the game? The game no, the game, let's, uh, I mean, we've got goals, goals, goals to get through here. I mean, yeah, the first goal is just absolutely brain dead from Lavia. But like you said, Kev, we laid the trap for him, snapped right on it. Jada, great finish. Uh, as Bonkers had put up there, that brought up the century for us this season in terms of uh, yeah. goals scored. So we finished on, what, 103 that makes it. So pretty decent goal return considering it yeah. felt like we couldn't score for love and money there for a couple of weeks in the middle of the season. But let's talk about the second goal. Because second lovely. Pure Bob Carino, his final game for Liverpool, scores – a perfect, like his final two goals are just perfect Bobby Firmino goals. Instead of a no look last week, it was a no standing on the ground. And this week, he absolutely sits two of those Southampton players down. Everybody got shades of that Arsenal goal where he sat yeah. down their entire back line a couple of years ago. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. I could, couldn't have asked for anything more. Could we have, Kev? Uh, No, it was, it was with Bobby today, it was a, 
it was a lovely finish. It was a composure. And the thing is, what Chris was saying earlier on about having been a, a forward light going into next season, it's exactly for the situations like today. Mm. You know, having someone like Bobby to be able to come into the side and seamlessly just fit and work. Because of what you know, offers yeah. that he offers that touch of class that um and composure that you don't get from Darwin Nunes at the moment. You know, Darwin's out injured. Diaz hasn't been right since he's come back. He he's finding his way, he's finding his way back to fitness. Diaz Jota, needs a pre-season, yeah. pre doesn't he? But, like but said, next ne- but next season you don't have Bobby Firmino to be that extra forward. So you could have been going into today, being forced to play an out of form Diaz, Jota, and Mo Salah because Darwin's out injured. You know, so that's a, this is why I've been banging on for the last month when people have been talking about bringing three centre backs or bringing three centre midfielders and a centre back. You have to replace Bobby in the squad. You just do. You cannot go into a season where you could potentially be playing 55, 60 games with five forwards and a couple of makey-uppy forwards. But if, you can't if you, do it. If you look at January, you're looking at relying on Gakpo, who's probably doing always going to stay fit. Yeah. Diaz, who you hope is back to full format. Nunes, who is on the quiet, missed quite a bit through yeah, yeah. injuries. And Jota, who is in and out fitness-wise, because most sellers at the AFCON. Yeah. So then you go... Oh, and... look at how negative you guys have all gone. It's, 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 it's just being realistic. Also, you're right, Matt. We've had the whole season of talking, <laughs> talking this after yeah. the game. I mean, look, go back to the goal. It was it was lovely. It was lovely build-up play. And it was like a fake shot stop in FIFA. Bobby just sat the two of yeah. them down and finished right. it. It was just a, a really good finish. And the thing is, he's going to be missed so much. The, the ability that he has, the natural football brain that he has, is nigh and impossible to find. You know, there's very few forwards like him in the game full stop in the last five years. You know, he's a rare breed at the best of times, so much so that they named the damn position after him. You know, the Firmino role. You know, and you hope that Gakpo can come in and do a job. And I think he can. But at the same time... I think it's the wide position. It leaves a massive hole in the squad. It's it's the right time. It's the right thing to happen. It needed to go... It need This needs to happen. He's... Fitness problems are there for everyone to see. And he's not going to get better. And we need to evolve as a club. So it's right that he's going. But at the same time, he has to be replaced properly. He really genuinely does. And if that means you're going out spending decent money, bringing in a a forward, not just to supplement, but to really push the likes of Darwin Nunes and Cody Gakpo to... To play, you know that if you if I prefer, if you bring someone in to play and he starts in Europa League and he kicks on, look at Harry Kane. Harry Kane began his Spurs career in the Europa League. That's where he was. That's where he was bedded in, and he forced his way into a, a, a starting Spurs side. And it, and to this, you know, he'd gone on to to be their record goal scorer out of nothing. He was out on loan and he wasn't pulling up trees or anything. Well, that's what Henderson you know, did. So. Henderson went yeah, from being that's what Henderson near, did as well. nearly getting sold by Brendan Rodgers to yeah. only playing Europa League football to force himself into the side where he became a key part of the 13-14 season and has gone on to be club captain. So that could be the positives of the Europa League. Nobody wants to be in Europa League. We all want to be Champions yeah. League. But as we club, have right, to make use of it. 
But as Klopp rightly said last night, which was, you go for what you want, which is we wanted to go for the league, want to go for the Champions League. They're both out of the equation now. So you've got to deal with what you've, the situation you've been, the hand you've been dealt. And we could do what it is. We could bitch and moan about it, or you can embrace what you've got and try and use it to your advantage. And maybe that is the advantage of the Europa League is ideally for the six group games is, assuming we get through, you barely see Mo Salah, Van Dijk play in any of the away games. And they that's their way of resting them. So they keep fit and firing for the what we want is the league. And then you only have to use them when it comes to like knockout stage when you get someone, you know, quite an interesting tie. You know, it could be like Ajax we get now because it looks like Ajax aren't in Champions League next year. Yeah. Again, more transfer talk. See, what we need here is more of birdie energy. Well, you, you you want the good energy. I'm just looking at the stat. I'm just looking at the stats here for the game, right? We had 69% possession. We had 30 shots. Yeah. With eight on target, nine corners, committed 10 fouls. At the end of the day, and as an away performance, right? Attacking wise, I thought we were good. Scored 101 goals this season. It's goals aren't our problem. We can score goals. We can create chances. We created a bucket load today. Couldn't finish our dinner in parts of that yeah. game today. I mean, if that had finished 7 5, 8 5, there wouldn't have been an argument. No. So, because Kelleher made a couple of good saves as well. So, it felt like the going um, forward, the, I'm not worried. This today's game felt like the United game for a few years ago. Do you want to do 5 5 West Brom? Just a mad game. Whenever you went, fuck it, let's should, should we just see who can outscore who. It was one of those games a little bit. Uh, I disagree with John, who's, who's I'm not going to put his comma because I don't think called, I don't say towards opinion stupid is wrong. Same, if you can't survive five forward, you need sacking. If you play the front three, then we've always worked on the base that to compete at a top level, you need a player for every position. If you play the front three, you need six. And last year, when we won two trophies, got to another final and finished secondly by a point, our best period was Jan to May, but we had six forwards. And we, you know, and we were able to rotate. And if Manny was out of form, you threw Diaz in, you know. So, Asking for six forward is actually the bare minimum. And I think if you go to City or to United, that's what they all want. They're, for the way they play, they all want six forwards because that's the way football goes. Unless you play in the front two. If you play in the front two, then you're fine. Five's enough. But we don't play the front two. We play the front three. Sometimes the front four. So we need a Bobby replacement or some somebody else. Otherwise, you're going to go unstuck today where today actually you could have done with maybe throwing on a Darwin for the last 20 minutes. It probably would have been a good game for Darwin this because it was a bit mad. And I think that would have suited his game. You know, this is one another game where the last two games you've gone really could have done with Darwin being fit. Yeah, because you know? you, listen, you're always going to have injuries in the season as well. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have players who dip in form. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have players where you're going to need to rest and rotate. I think the days of having four forwards like Manchester United had when they, when they had their when they won the treble, they had four strikers, but they played a four-four-two, so it was two in, two out. Mm. If you're playing a front three. To me, in my opinion, you need three keepers. You have to have three keepers. You need a minimum of eight defenders. You need a minimum of six midfielders. And you need a minimum of six forwards. And then you supplement the squad with areas of the areas that you think needs developing for the future. So I think having six forwards is because we're all we always say that Virgil gets overplayed. Salah plays. Almost, I think Mo Salah plays way too much football for us. He, he's he's way too involved, and there are times when he needs protecting from himself. But at the moment, we just don't have the luxury of being able to take him out of 
take him out for you know a week, two weeks here and there in his, in the middle of a season. You know, he's playing far too much football for someone of his age. Granted, he's got the body of a god, but at some point, Father Time will catch up with him and he will start picking up niggles. So you have to plan for that. You know, that's why I go back to looking at uh, Olise or someone of that ilk, uh, Palace, or some other young forward. You saw Southampton today, Salamina. You know, he was really highly touted when Southampton brought him. And I thought it was a bit of a risk to bring him into the Premier League in that kind of a side. But there are players like him dotted around Europe that you can take a punt on someone at 25, 30 million. And it's it's an educated guess. It's an educated gamble. You know, this is where you're going to need your scouting department to pick up where we need them to pick up, you know, and start buying smart. But I honestly, John, I, I get where you're coming from, but I think you have to be going into a season with the 6-4. You really genuinely do. I like Jake said the 6-4 we thought might have been Carvalho, but yeah, something's gone on there because he still hasn't come on. But I, I was having a look at the uh, the season, the previous season. We had had seven fours because we all forgot we had Minamino as the seventh attacker. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was probably an extreme of depth. But it was great though having that level of depth where you're looking going, doesn't really matter. It doesn't, with the exception of Salah, it didn't really matter which combination you did. You just kind of went, shit, whichever combination we do is scary. Yeah. Whereas at the moment, it still feels a bit like to me, it's Salah, Gakpo, and it's a bit of a flip of a coin at the moment. Who's the third one? Probably Jota at the moment, but he can't stay fit. Yeah. So it's he was there. really good, wasn't he? It Jota really, was really good today, I thought. Th- that's the frustration. That's the beauty of frustration of Jota is when he's fit, that's what he gives us, and he's absolutely lethal. You know, yeah. You know, his second finish will come to his like it's Fowler esque, you know, just absolute bullets in a shot. And he's so cool and deadly in front of the goal. We can't get him on the pitch long enough. That's yeah. that's unfortunately his problem, but his problems are probably since he's been at Liverpool is it was a brilliant it was a brilliant pass from Mo to put him in as well, perfectly weighted. Yeah. You know, was, he didn't have to break his stride. It was it was a really good assist and a banging finish. But I did like um I thought I think his performance was good today, Elliot's when he came off the bench. I think twice when he scored the bench now. And we sort of again played a four three three and he played just from the high eights. Looked really good, you know. Mm-hmm. Getting involved, clever passing, you know, actually he was tracking back pretty well, I thought as well. So again, he, he's another one who is learning and developing his game. He's definitely had his his wings clipped, I would probably say, in the last two months, but I think that's more, as you and me were saying, Kev off air, age and just like it's a lot of minutes for a nineteen year old and you don't want to burn him out because we've seen that with so many kids over the years at Liverpool they get overplayed and then you're like they fall away too quickly go on then Matt sorry we're spoiling no that's okay I'm just trying to figure out where we left off in terms of the game running order here because we're just doing a transfer my two my two pieces about it is I think we go with the five we have next year and you mentioned United you know United want to have these players. City want to have these players. Do you know what they have? They have a young academy kid Is that six forward. You have Cole Palmer. You have a Garnacho. You have somebody like that. And I've been saying this for a couple of months now. I think that six forward position will be an open fight in preseason training camp between a Fraundorf, between a Cade Gordon, between a Ben Doak. One of those kids needs to step up and say, I'm going to be able to play those early round league cup games or some rando Euro, uh, Europa League game where we go away. To me, that's the six forward. The six forward comes from within. It helps with your quota because they don't have to be registered. So you can go in with one less than the maximum number of squad that you can register because you've got this kid coming in off the bench. Every other team does it. 
United fans absolutely cream all over themselves over Alejandro Garnacho because he has bleach blonde hair. I don't think he's super special. Cole Palmer does not look super special, but other teams have these young academy players that they're able to just throw into the first team to make up for it when one of their regular starters needs a rest and rotation. And I think that's what we need to do going forward because we need to spend our money elsewhere, not on the forward. As much as I agree with you, Kev, Michael Elise is a fantastic player, even though I would take as breezy as a uh, over Elise if we're taking somebody out of Palace. Would you take Would you take as is one of your midfield three? I was one of your midfielders to bring. All right. I'm going to, I've been saving this up. I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks. I think something absolutely out of the box that I could see Liverpool doing and wouldn't hate to see them doing would be bringing in another four. No, we've already done that. (laughs) We haven't actually done that. You're trying to claim it. We haven't actually done that, but go on. I would have no issue of bringing in another forward option and moving Cody Gakpo into midfield. I think Cody Gakpo would be a great midfielder. A great midfielder. You'd be an option for sure. That's that's another option. But again, we've got plenty of shows to fill over the bare oh, yeah. summer months because I can't be making a quiz every fucking week. Uh, <laughs> their first goal. You can make, you can make a draft very, as well. We'll let you do a draft. Yeah. Their first goal I thought was very us all season during the during the dry period. You know, during that drought we had in the middle of the season. Nobody making a challenge. They get the ball on the right-hand side, and they're able to just walk all the way across the box. Trent's overloaded. He's got three players on his side. He gets sucked a little bit too far in. James Ward-Prowse, good finish. And the second second goal is just a comedy of it. Like, To be fair, the first goal is well worked. You've got to give them some credit. I think what they exposed very well is Matip doesn't follow his, his, his central player, so... Trent overcompensates by covering, so overcompensates to cover Matip, and then you go, yeah, but yeah. you've actually lost your fella now, so because yeah. yeah. we overcommitted too much, Matip got himself in the right. The shot went through Trent's that. leg as well. Yeah, yeah. So he, he got there. He just needed to get the block in. Yeah, the international comms tried to make it out like another one of the Trent can't defend situations, wow. but when you look at the replay, he's so outnumbered. Like the the goals yeah. of Brentford score against us coming down Trent's side, where you put three guys on him, like it's not really a fair battle for him. Yeah. I mean, the second goal, Bobby Firmino has the ball at his feet. It just slips away from him. Theo Walcott gets his head up, makes one pass. Kamal Dean Suleimana, his first goal for Southampton. Kev, you were saying he was highly yeah. touted when they brought him in. He, he had is, scored yeah. until today. Yeah. He's on the double. Just cuts across the back line. Joe and Joel, both of them, just too slow to react. Nobody can go with the runner. If that's goes- Ali, I think if that's Ali, he's within two yards of him. But by the time he hits it, yeah. Ali's in his face. And it just goes that right is yeah, but that's also yeah. thing Keller is normally good at. He's normally very aggressive off his line. He was really timid. And maybe that's lack of yeah, games. He, I don't know. Kelleher but, needed but, to be aggressive, and that was a save to be made with your feet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was a good finish because it was really close to him. Where if he decided to dive, he was always going almost always going to go over the top of him because there was enough power in the shot. But it was a poor save. It was a poor choice of save. And he had to be out off his line. The second he saw where the danger was and where it was coming from, while the ball was moving, he had to be out. That was, but then the, the poor touch in midfield came from Firmino. Mm. You can't be losing the ball there because and the, the defenders back. like Trent is, and Costas, they're already going. You know, mm. they're they're literally under orders. Once the ball is in the midfield, you have to make yourself an option going forward. So you can't lose the ball there. And it was careless. It was careless from Firmino, and it started there. And it was well finished, but at the same time, it was a, it was a calamity of errors. And so was the third goal. 
I mean, it was standard Smash. Liverpool, wasn't it? Which was, um, right, lads, second half, let's start again. Literally, within 30 seconds, a fella just runs straight through. And again, I know, I know what Kev's saying. It's end of season, so, you know, you perhaps don't need to do this. For me, it's just Fabinho, just wipe him out. Wipe him out, take the yellow. People don't like to hear it. People get very precious over it. Take him out. I guarantee if that's Rodri and City have already won the league today, they've won the league comfortably a few weeks ago. That's Rodri or Calvin Phillips. He's kicking him in the air, taking his yellow and going, sorry, mate, picking him up. Really sorry about that. Just be a. That's where I think Liverpool, dead rubber, no rubber. I think as a team, we still need that little bit of a, a nasty edge, the ruthless, which when we won the league and when we won the Champions League, we did have that in us. And we just kind of, I don't know, it was just a bit soft. And then look, it's not, it's a decent enough finish. Again, the keeper, he sat on his arse. I don't know why he's going down so low. It's, you can see by the way his body shape is that he's going to go high. Um, but And again, Matip just can't get across quick enough and he's left going as a no man's land because he can't get too close because he's going to get skinned and he can't, he has to drop too deep to try and make a shield for it. So it was just, Jesus wept. Yeah. It- it was it was very poor. I mean, we're trying to burst forward, so the ball kind of bobbles in midfield, and Trent absolutely sprints forward from his inverted position to try to attack the ball, basically on the edge of the Southampton 18-yard box, and it bounces off of him, and Lianco just kicks it to anywhere. Like, he's in absolute panic mode. He kicks it, and it just hits Kamaldine Sulemana in the feet and sticks to him, and then he just runs. Milner's never going to catch him. 100% agreed. I was screaming at Fabinho to just bring him down, take the yellow card. Like, yeah. just take the yellow card. It was easy as that. But then our entire defense just keeps backing off and backing off and backing off. Good shot into the bottom corner. Again, like you said, Chris, the question's about the goalkeeping for all four of their goals. You know, could you do better? But, I mean, come on. Like, that's when it was – I was really starting to have the eye drawn away to the other screen that had uh, the goal <laughs> rush on it at this point because there was a lot of stuff kind of flying around from there. But – we talked about our attack and how kind of blunt we were up top. To me, it absolutely screamed that before the game, Mo Salah stood up in the dressing room and went, hey, guys, I'm on 19 goals. Yeah, I need a goal today. Get me the ball. Because they just kept funneling it and funneling it and funneling it to him. And for the love of fuck, I had him captain in my fantasy. I was in the cup final. I, all my hopes riding on Mo, and he totally let me down. Yeah, we were going through we were going through him too much. Um but it all changed on the substitutions. We made the substitutions. We get on to the fourth goal because Henderson <laughs> their substitution was I, Henderson <laughs> was like a flip of a coin. He was completely at fault for the fourth goal. I don't know what the fuck he saw to say. I mean, he saw the pass to Trent that was wide. How the fuck he didn't see the Southampton player that was 10 yards away from him is beyond me because all he had to do was chip it over him or chip it higher, just go a bit longer and go for Harvey. It was in acres of space. It was almost a complete brain fart. And when they got their fourth, it was a good fit. The thing is, Armstrong is quick. Armstrong will be one of those players next season in the championship will flourish. He'll he'll hmm. have a he'll be really good next like season. Like he did the last time he was in the yeah, championship. He's, he's really quick. Really. So Trent, yeah, Trent wasn't catching him. No way in hell Trent was catching him. It was a good he's finish. Always- He's one of those forwards, isn't he, Armstrong? He's probably too good for the championship. Yeah, but he's not probably good not quite League. a Premier League. There's been a few yeah. players that where he scored a bucket over the championship, but he yeah. just doesn't do it. In but the then you saw the other side of Jordan Henderson's game. Some of the passing he was playing in the, into into Mo into Diaz to get him going. Some of his passing was fucking ridiculous. 
you know, it's, it literally set everything up. And once we started, it was inevitable that we were going to get back into it. It was it was a case of once you get one, we get two. And, you know, you have your alerts on in your phone. The goal alert comes in for the third. And it's becoming become gap post finish, that, hasn't it? Back post tapping. Yeah. Jay's that was a really, really good... Right, 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 right place, right time. Yeah, right no, place, right time. That's more a case of... Um, that was so well worked. You know, that's... I know I need to be there, and I'm going to be there. Yeah. You know, it's like... I'd rather score... He'd rather score them than score 30-yard bangers from outside the box, because they're your bread and butter. That's tried a that. tried that too, but what a what a pass from Harvey Elliott. I, yeah. I'm going to continue beating the Harvey Elliott drum. I, I, I thought that Harvey Elliott, not to get into end-of-season wrap-up shows, but I think Harvey Elliott is one of the players that can hold his head up high. I don't think Harvey Elliott I, disappointed himself at all this season, especially for the stage of his career he's at. A lovely chip over the top for Trent to just run onto and square that ball and lay it on an absolute plate for, uh, for Gakpo to crash but, into the net. How many yeah. assists since Trent has taken up his new position? Seven now? Seven, right? Something like that, yeah. I mean, if you've heard El- uh, for Elliot, this is probably the perfect development season for him. I know it's not great for us as Liverpool fans, but he's seen the best and worst of being a professional footballer and how hard it can be. And you know, learn, he'll learn a lot more from that and he'll react to that a lot better. And look, I know you hate your sore transfers, Matt, but if Liverpool get the business right, they should do. He puts a different pressure on them because he's probably not going to be a, as regular a starter next season as this season, which then means he, he knows he's got to do what he did against Ball, which is I've got to come on and make a difference. Jones knows that now. He's got to come on and make a difference. Breaking news: Roberto Derby said, said he believes today was his was the last game for Alexis McAllister at Brighton, as transfer appears to have been or already been completed. Okay. Cool. That seems to bode well. And I mean, that's a very good, another McAllister news bit for today. James Milner bumped Gary McAllister out of the oldest Premier League player to make an appearance for Liverpool today. So there's a there's another feather in Milner's hat as he walks he played, well, he, he played well again today, Milner, to be fair to him, in that role. Yeah. And then went back to left back and played as a proper left back. Simicast, you can probably learn a few things from that. That's how you play as a left back. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, I was just checking a few things. Yeah, we um, you, you just said uh, congratulating McAllister on his, on his signing, were you? <laughs> he... oh, I saved that one for later. Just so, um, so had to put that... his e signature on it. Kev's the new director of football at Liverpool until Schmadke <sighs> comes in. Yeah, he's, no, uh, he's no, going to gap. Uh, no, no, look, at the side for City. <laughs> just the way the way go. We'll just it, see do you know what? Like, oh, he actually yeah. suits. He suits he them as well. Let's be honest. He does. He does. He's the type of player who would if you if you're replacing Bernardo Silva. You'd replace him with him, you know, and you would. So at the end of the day, Alexis McAllister is going to have options this summer. And just like a lot of the players that you're looking at, they all have options. And I thought the best thing that I heard coming out of Klopp's mouth this week was if they don't want to play for us when when you're in the Europa League, don't bother. If you don't want to play for us while we're in the Europa League, just don't bother signing. You're wasting your time. You know, if you didn't, if if some, if you get McAllister in the door and you want to be part of a rebuild that you know is coming, you look at the signing, the last few signings that you've made. You brought in Diaz, you brought in Nunes, you brought in Kanate. If you bring in, if you bring in the rest of the rest of the summer signings of that caliber, we're going to be absolutely fine. You know, I'm completely chilled about it. But but he's one I'd love to see through the door. Yeah, but also this, um, 
if you don't want Europa League, you know, I'm not interested. Let's be honest, we whoever we're trying to sign, I'd like to think we'd be talking to these places probably February, March time. Yeah. Which let's be honest, we were miles February, off it. February, March time. We were miles off Europa Conference, let alone Europa League. Mm-hmm. So do you know what I mean? It was so, far from a given that we were going to be in Europe at all. Correct. So I, I do think all I do think is with Champions League is there'll be certain what you would call top tier targets that we'd have gone for, like in Bellingham, let's say it. Ain't gonna to come to a, a non-Champions League sign. You kind of know that, but McAllister's now probably already in the mix, and you know they'll take that because you can sell it as a, it's just a one-year blip. Which, outside of Man City for the last fifteen years, you can sell it as a one-year blip because outside of Man City, every other side in the top six has had at least one or two seasons out of Champions League, and that's how competitive yeah. it is in the Premier League. Is unless you're Man City, who can guarantee it? Nobody else can guarantee it at the moment. We guaranteed for about five years, which is, you know, decent. But well, you know, 2015-16 was the last time we were outside of the Champions League. Yeah, you know what I mean, that's a, that's that's a while ago. Yeah, that's a while ago. So it was always going to happen. We were always going to have a down a down season, but the hope was a down season would still have been good enough to get top four. And for how poor we are this season and for this disaster of a season that it's been let's be honest we're four points off newcastle and we can all go back through the season and find four points yeah. you know very 90, easily 90 points didn't even win the league this year city win the no. league on 89 points which after the last couple of seasons that seems mind-boggling boils, it boils my piss honestly to see them win it with, with 89 points yeah, but I think I think that's going to be the challenge for next season. I think at the start of the season, when we sort of sorry, end of end of August, when we look at that squad, we've got to look at that squad. And go, is that a ninety point plus squad or is it high eighty squad? If the ninety plus point squad we think it's going to be, you're back in the title run. If it's not, you, just, you have to accept we're just doing a top four run because I know City haven't won it this year with ninety plus, but. I'll be honest. City took the pre- took the brakes up. Uh, you know, I've been on the flip flops the last three weeks because if they yeah, wanted, yeah, they could easily have got to ninety eight without yeah. breaking a sweat. Um, Arsenal went to their max and got and got to eighty four. You know, which is a, a good season, but we all know eighty four doesn't get you anywhere near City. It doesn't. No. So that's what we've got to worry about. It. So again, I know people get really wound up with transfers and they get all that. I I can say wait and see what comes through the door. Don't get too embroiled in what James Pierce and that says because I'll be honest, people have put in James Pierce has said this. James Pierce said this. two weeks ago, I was telling me James Pierce is full of shit and doesn't know what he's talking does know what he's talking about Liverpool. So you can't pick and choose when he James Pierce is legit or not. Yeah, See who we bring in, wait, wait till the end of the summer. And then if at the end of the summer we haven't brought in three central midfielders, a decent defender, and maybe a forward, then you know we can all sit and go, fuck me, we'll be short again. Like me and Kev and most yeah. trippers said at the at the end of last summer, which was we look light. You know, yeah. we didn't, but I do still think the squad we had has underachieved what it, it's got. This squad we've got still should have been a top four side, which is again a kick, a kick in the ass for the squad and the manager. And that's why he'll go away and reflect on that as well as the squad. So that's where we are at the moment. Yeah. Well, to keep this in the back of your mind, I see Anne Dicko put it in a comment there. Apparently, we're going for Ruben Nevis. Look, oh. we're going to be linked with every single player with a pulse and an agent from now until August to whenever. It's just the way the game is going to be played, and more so now than ever before because of the traction that clicks gets on media through advertising. Until you see the lean, 
can't get invested in anything because there's no point. It really, really is a pointless waste of oxygen and effort. We'll all have fun in games and, and play the what if game, but it's like, and there's nothing wrong with that. We'll all have a good laugh and a bit, uh, you know, play, right through the summer, we're talking about transfers and disgusting players. But I can't get invested in what ifery and what aboutery. It's like the Jude Bellingham stuff. At the end of the day, if you if we put in the same bid as Real Madrid and the same wages and everything is all equal, and the player decides I want to go to Real Madrid, well, fair enough. Because I I, I would have I would have done exactly I would do exactly the same thing. I would be choosing I, Real Madrid over Liverpool every day I, of the week. I still think that's what's happened. You know the whole Liverpool yeah. put out that that oh you know he's, we've got too much work to do. I think they got a whiff off Bellingham that he wasn't as keen as a lot a lot assumed he was. I just think he, he got the, the whiff of Real Madrid and went, that's for me. Yeah. I can't blame and him. Who the hell could blame him? Real Madrid are no, the biggest no. club in the world. I mean, and you they're... could blame him because you go there and you receive no. fucking heaps of racial abuse from the Spanish They're the Spanish. biggest club in the world, bar none. They're moving into a brand new state-of-the-art stadium that will be the best place in the world to play football. They're that guaranteed wasn't... to be challenging for a title every single year. They're guaranteed to be in the Champions League every single year, and not just in the Champions League, Go in it with an eye to win it every single year. And you're going to go into the side at 19 years of age, look to replace Tony Cruz or Luka Modric, and cement your place at the club for a decade. And you'll make a shit ton of money doing it. And you'll pay less tax. What's not to like? And plus you're living in a nicer climate. You're not going to you know, cold fucking Luton Town in the middle of winter. Have you seen a picture of their yeah. stadium? Because uh, no one's really uh, shown it on social media. No one's really mentioned it. Uh, apparently it's near houses. Is that right? <laughs> That's all I've seen for the last three days. Uh, is, I look, fair play, fair, fair play to him for coming up. Because it's, not a thing they were... it's just it's just the fact I've seen that picture now about 300 times yeah. of what Luton stadium like. Well, we all get it now. Yeah. You have to go through someone's back garden to get it. We get it. I wouldn't have given right. a shit if who came up, but I'm I'm glad they come up because I look at Coventry and the idea that Mike Ashley could benefit from yeah. the club that he bought, he whipped their ground from underneath them, and they're back in the Premier League and don't own their own ground. That would have boiled me a bit. But look, fair play to Luton. They've come up, they've done the hard yards, and they're back in the big time. But yeah. Let's talk about the fourth goal. Uh, for as poor as Luis Diaz's form has been in this uh, final few weeks of the season where he's been getting a few starts and appearances off of the bench, he did incredibly well keeping that ball in on the sideline. Yeah. Finds Mo Salah in the middle of the pitch. Mo slides Jada through. And my stream decided to go all fucky right at this moment. So I haven't still actually seen what Jada's shot looked like, but I'm presuming it was brilliant. 61 seconds between our third goal and our fourth goal. Trevor Diva Carigi's against Arsenal, where it's he, above my line was twatted in near post, top corner, pretty much like that. Mm. You know, it's Take the keeper's that. got because the way also he, he does the keeper with the eyes with, with his body shape because he looks like he's going to go across goal, which is the standard Jota finish, you know, across the keeper. Yeah. He just Arsenal absolutely leathers it near post, top corner. It's a cracking finish, uh, and I'd look, I like the reaction as well because he just ran and got the goal. You know, you know, round got the ball and we're out. Let's try and get the fifth. And we just didn't. Defensive McCarthy he made some good saves, so we didn't do enough to get the fifth. But it's a good goal. But listen, it's frustrating. But again, like what like we said, the result doesn't matter. At least it was an entertaining game. But yeah, Jota, they're the positives you can use in this run as well as as well as Jones's form. Jota's form actually in this run has been really good to see. 
when you keep yeah, him he's fit. Come, he's come back better, isn't he? He's, yeah. Um, Gak- he struggled at the start. He struggled mm. at the start of his uh, when he was coming back from injury, but he's definitely picked it up. You know, because yeah. you say if you look at so this run we've been on now, it's going to be seven wins, four draws, which is not a bad run of form. You know, that's you keep if you can sort of maintain that level of form, that's going to keep keep it in around where we want to be. Uh, you probably have like a few more wins there, but who's been the positive in that? Trent looked really good in that. I think Moe's looked on the whole pretty decent in it. I think Gakpo suits him completely and suits Jota. The odd ones out have probably been Diaz. I do think that's more because he's just fine with his feet. You know, and I think a preseason will do him good. Uh, the odd one out seems to be Nunes. That's anyone who's this new way we're playing hasn't quite suited him, but you got to hope. I also don't think that's the way we'll play all the time. Yeah, next year. I, think, I, I think it's going to be three or four formations next year, uh, depending on who we're playing against. But they're the ones, unless, as Matt rightly pointed out, Curtis Jones took his chance. I think he's played, of the 11 games he's played, he's brought, eight have been really good and the others have been solid. Yeah. That's kind They've of all you good need. Enough. They've been good enough. Yeah. They haven't been a fucking Curtis Jones is not good enough for Liverpool performance. It's not been a, an eight, <laughs> a nine out of ten performance in the following week to two when you go, fuck yeah. me, which is what you could accuse of because it'd be a bit erratic. It's always been a, a solid six, seven out of ten or it's been an eight, eight, nine. That's perfectly fine what you want from a squad player to do. Come yeah. in, do the job, be part of the machine. And contribute where you can, and you've got some big goals for us, which is helpful. Yeah, it's I I feel that we have. If you think of our midfield depth chart, I think that going into next season without any transfer business, that numbers like three, four, five, six, seven are kind of chalked off between Fabinho, Henderson, uh, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott. Thiago. Five, only four. Like I think I'm okay with those four players being in there, but what we need is the first name on the team sheet. We need that second name on the team sheet. We need yeah. those guys to go in there and mm-hmm. spearhead it and drive it forward. And that's that's the work that needs to be done. And again, because the idea being is Tiago Henderson and Thiago. Fabinho should be um, rotation options. You know, probably by the end of one... next season, you hope that the midfield three, your go-to midfield three, is none of them. Is none of them. That's the, or, that's the ideal. Or that's the one, goal. Or it's one of them. Or it's one of them when you're going. Yeah, oh, Fabinho starts this week. Henson starts next week with Fabinho's day off, and the following week Thiago starts, and then you go back to Fabinho. So they're only starting one game in three. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. then to us probably gets the best out of them as well because then it's less pressure on the legs, less pressure on the mm. bodies, which is what you want. And then you've got the newer players to really take advantage. <laughs> Hopefully, McAllister is one of them. Who is, is a bit Justin Collins? Player. There, big Sam throwing uh, players under the bus left, right, and centre. Oh, I've got to be fair. I've. I've I've quite liked that with Salah and as shit as he is, Frank Lampard's been brilliant with that, hasn't he? Oh come on, we've seen these lads. These are all shit. What do you want me to do with these lot? These are terrible. No one could fix I, this. I like someone said. Someone sent me a stat. <laughs> if you combine Frank Lampard's time at Everton and his time at Chelsea, they'd have completed completed a full season with twenty one points. Ooh, is that worst ever? No, worst, it would be. Bar Derby County. Bar Derby. It it's be... Sunderland levels, isn't it? So I think Sunderland yeah. down with low 20s. I think Derby was yeah. like 15, wasn't it? 15, I, I would watch, none of them I would watch 600 an Amazon million. documentary where they follow Frank Lampard around wherever he goes yeah. with his poison coaching. <laughs> that, that would be great. Well, just uh, Before we go, I'm just asking you guys a question. Player of the season and um, surprise of the season more than anything. Moment of the season, memory of the season, because we've done an awful lot of these shows. Fuck me, good and bad yeah. and indifferent. 
Us surviving full-time Reds has been a good one, to be honest. It's a bonus. I'll be honest. I'm a bit greyer, I think. I've got a bit more grey. I'd have to shake my beard off to hide some of the grey. I mean, for me, postseason has to be Alisson. Yeah, Kevin Ball's there. Alisson, easy. Who else? Who so else would you, you say, say? If you say not Allison, who would you? Yeah, pick anyone but Allison. Allison's the easy one. I think. Ali, do you know? I've always been up and down. In general, Salah's kind of done what you want your wide forward to do, which is nearly thirty goal season, double figure assists. He went through a lean spell like everybody else did, but I think Salah's been okay. I think it's been a good season for Harvey Elliott. I think he's learned a lot. I think he has been what we needed. Um. Surprise, yeah, and Dicko Bajetic surprise of the season. To be fair, yeah, because he he pulled up performances that I'm not even sure the training the the people at Liverpool thought he had that in him. I think he just thought he was a pure six. But actually, there's a lot around that. You going could be could be interesting. Uh, I mean, look, moments of the season has got to be some of those big wins. You know, nine nil. That's what's been funny. Was it nine nil against Bournemouth, seven nil against United? Uh, we smashed Rangers about. 7-1 with the with the fastest hat trick in Champions League history. You know, it's just been yeah. it's been such a weird season. And then two minutes later you get absolutely humped by Wolves away. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, we were that that must go down as one of the most awful games we've seen the play where three mm. nil, I'll be honest, I thought we got off lightly with three. Same with Brentford away. That's been the biggest surprise, I think, this year is how oh. poor we've been away from home. Tony Smith is saying Gakpo. Kevin Ball, Bacetic, uh, El Lad, Bacetic. Uh, 13, minutes from Al- 13 minutes from Arthur Mello. That, that was a surprise yeah, that many. Tough call, maybe more. I mean, without Ali, yeah. I mean, Matt, what do you think? Would Who's going to be your player that you're going to take away into the summer and think, I can't wait to see what he's going to do next season? Yeah, it's I player of the season. I don't think they'll be. I think it'll be unanimous this year that it will go to Allison. Everybody will say Allison is yeah. a player of the season. And then after that, I think honestly the correct answer is Mo Salah. So this will be another one of those, with the exception of Mo Salah. Mm. Uh, for me, the player of the season was Harvey Elliott. I, I think he stood up in the early part of the season. Like it's tough to remember, like September October time when he was consistently starting game after game after game and putting in six seven out of tens when the team was playing four five out of 10. And he was doing that job as a young kid coming in and learning that role. And he's naturally more offensively inclined. I think he has a really bright future for us. To me, the surprise of the season is just what a gem we've got in Cody Gakpo. I, I think Cody Gakpo is yeah. going to be a fucking revelation. Whether he plays in midfield, like I have a sneaky suspicion he might be used as maybe not all the time, but maybe against some low block, lower side of the Premier League table next year. I could see him doing that. We saw it, uh, who was yeah. that, three, four weeks ago? He played right side of midfield, Gakpo did. Yeah. I really quite like it. He did his second half against Villa. I did yeah. it really well. Or, yeah. or up top, I think, I just think he's, I just think he's brilliant. He's got such a, such a smart head on him. And if, and your, is- moment, if your moment of the season isn't 7-0 against United, then you're just not remembering correctly. Yeah. I mean, the other <laughs> thing with Gakpo is, um, that's just he, he came into a bit of a shit show when he arrived, didn't he? Yeah. We just stuck him left wing and said, "Ah, good luck." <laughs> yeah, like J- yeah. James Milne is making a point. Has Sam has Sam thrown the gravy boat under the bus? No, James. Let's not get carried away. Let's He's okay. not throwing out the family. Well, he's got half a million to buy all the yeah. gravy boats he wants. But but Gak puts the left wing and he goes, "Go on." Then he sends forward um, Oxley Chamberlain. Good luck. That's what he's. That's what he walked into. Let's be honest. So, but yeah, I must admit, after the way Firmino's played for Liverpool. 
Well, it's going to be tough. Anyone can put, you can do a close or false nine, but he's definitely showing signs of it. Does it in a slightly different way, but that false nine that we want. Um, the difference is he, he's probably got more of a, a a shot from distance, which that wasn't Bobby's game. Bobby's game was a bit more of a, the link play, but yeah, Gakpo could be the full one for next year. The surprise next, I think the uh, the cure for the next year is how Darwin Nunes fits in or develops. Because you like to think most of these players tend to do better in the second season, which is a fucking scary thought when you think if Harlan could get better in his second season. But yeah. in general, second season tends to be we see the best of players. So I'm intrigued to see how we accommodate all of them. Although, yeah, maybe, I agree with Emma, by the way. What's Emma? Yeah. Well, well, it says Allison, Salah, Elliot, one, two, three. Uh, he yeah. uh, loves Gakpo. Can't wait to see Diaz, Nunez, Bacetic, and McAllister next season with a little winky face. He's on to something there. Really. <laughs> and and, and I, that's what I said. Like, I'm just going to throw this up here from Elad yeah. uh, on the screen. He's questioning me with about Harvey Elliott. And here's my thinking behind it is there was pretty much every player with the exception of Allison Becker this season. And even Allison had a few times where he had a few ricks and Harvey had a few ricks. But I never came out of a game steaming mad at a performance that Harvey Elliott put in. And became- for a kid at 20 playing in the midfield with a complete lack of legs in the midfield and completely devoid of confidence up top. And our defense, like, I've got a notebook full of full-time Reds notes here compiled throughout the course of the season. And some of those games months ago were fucking terrible. We were awful. That would be available on eBay for uh, anyone. <laughs> yeah, we'll start an auction for it. I mean, if somebody can read my handwriting, feel free to bid for it. But like, we were giving goals away in the most outrageous of situations and putting ourselves on the back foot and we look completely devoid of confidence. And I'll speak for myself. I went through games where I was steaming at the performance of Mo Salah, Virgil yeah. van Dijk, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Fabinho, Henderson, all of the players that we thought that we could rely on. And it was so brutal watching them all go through these patches where they just weren't performing. And I never, and maybe it's because the bar was set lower for me with Harvey Elliott, but I never came out of a game going, you know why we lost that game? Harvey Elliott. What he I did think, is he showed up every time we needed him to. I think Harvey Elliott became a bit of the, um, the, scapegoat, the, scape, the scapegoat for what Liverpool didn't do in the summer. Yeah. And it used to be like, why was shit? Oh, it's because we, we have to throw his kid in. And actually, half the time, you shouldn't have to rely on him. No. Too many senior players around him didn't show up. No, or, we did have to rely on him, and we could rely on him. And that, yeah. for me, is why he's up there in that reckoning for player of the yeah. season when you take our unquestionable best player, Allison, yeah, and Mo just puts up goals and assists. That's why That's why people get frustrated with um, uh, Curtis Jones. Because actually, this, this run he's been has been really good. But he's not been available... Long season, yeah. I think Wolves had Liverpool win the league, so God help us when that comes out. <laughs> I, I, I have to front up. I was on that preseason prediction show, so I have to front up and be on the uh, let's go. I can't remember league. what I said, so it's okay. I, I mean, to be fair, I think I said Liverpool win the league every year because it's gonna be brutal. What's, what's the point? You're gonna make it's a dream every year, haven't you? Oh, I, I also, I, I also, I also had the Blues going point. down, which I was so close to getting right. I, said I think I had Newcastle get in Europe. I think I know I had Newcastle get in Europe, but I didn't know if they'd get Champions League or not. Yeah. Yeah. So there is there is much to do in terms of dissecting the season. I mean, you've got uh, less yeah. than two and a half hours until the Fatback Four is here because it is in fact Sunday. So we'll let the Fatback Four guys discuss the other games that happened today because I don't feel like talking about it. How about that? <laughs> I Chelsea got a result. So we can say that. Chelsea got a result on the final day of the year. And who saw that coming? Chelsea drawing Newcastle. So 
Uh, Leicester lead Southampton go down. City win the league. Arsenal finish second. I don't know how it finished between United and United, but they got some combination of third and fourth. We're fifth. Brighton sixth. Aston Villa into seventh to finish out the Europa League. Who cares about the middle 10 teams? Nobody really. Come on back at, yeah, 10 o'clock Greenwich Mean Time for the Fatback Four. Not sure who uh, Gab's got on. Might be three at the back again as Liverpool. Uh, he is four tonight. He's uh, the usual crew. Shawnee, Emmett, and um, Keith. Yeah. So there we go. That's uh, that's absolutely excellent. But, like, gentlemen, thank you very much. We've all done far too many of these awful, awful full-time Reds for the season. So we at least have another couple couple months off of doing this. Right, Chris? Oh, no, we're going to do one next week. Should we should do a full-season preview. Uh no, I'll, I'll chat through all the results. No, me and no. Kevin, gonna, me and Kevin, are trying to think of an idea. What's the on Friday? Kevin, what are we do on Fridays? Sports I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to develop a social life and go out and mix with people. You know, real people. <laughs> You're fifty, no, Kev. You know. Who are you no, kidding? No. You can't cope with that, Kev. No, no. Yes, social no. life. You fucking watch me. Yeah, right. Me and Kevin got. Me and Kevin have an idea for a Friday show, which needs to already past the boss, really, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> we do some prep for it. So yeah, but. Keep an eye out because you know me and Kevin try and think of something fun. There's always there's always something fun over the summer, isn't there? Might even get Matt to do a draft. Yeah, well, it's, no, I gotta listen. start. I gotta start throwing together my end of year quizzes for everybody. So I got some <laughs> don't, don't, one thing I'll say: it's it's the usual, it's the same heads that we see in the chat here every single game. The Good best. fun, wasn't it? You know, best. rain, sleet, snow, sun, whatever. Absolutely, you're all here. Nuts. You're always here. And thank you very much because. Like you guys are the top, our tops. You know, it, it's absolutely brilliant. And thank you guys very much for continuing con, your continued support. It's been brilliant. Kev, you have no idea how important this chat is when I had to do a full time Reds by myself. That shit was I have... difficult. Well, you guys <laughs> are is... all out lamping pints well, so, again. Oh, oh, after the, after the game. I'll, I'll be honest, we were too pissed to care, to be honest, mate. No, of course <laughs> I thought maybe. I literally I flicked on my phone and I saw, I saw Matt in the middle and I thought I threw a comment in. Oh. Hey, Matt, from me and Emmett. I didn't even see that. It was. No, and I literally <laughs> I, just closed I, my phone. Can I be perfectly, can I be perfectly honest, Matt? I didn't even bother to look. I just went to the pub. <laughs> I went to the pub and got pissed. Uh, come on. Let's go. Let's get <laughs> I, I didn't matter. All right. Uh, before we go, check out our charity sponsor. It's in the show description. It's linked to all the LFC Day Tripper social media accounts. 12 women running the Dublin Marathon from a GAA club in Dublin, raising money for breast cancer awareness. We've got golf day coming up rapidly, three, four weeks, something like that. Gab is still looking for a few things to help out with prizes, sponsoring holes and whatnot and all that good stuff. Fatback 4 is coming up in two hours and 15 minutes. So see you guys all back here again at 10 o'clock for that. Show's brought to you by bookmakers.com. For the last time on full-time Reds this year, thank you very much, Kev. It has been an awful, brutal season. Thank you very much, Chris. It's been an awful, brutal season. This has been the LSC Day Trippers Full-Time Reds. See you guys next season. Sports Social Podcast Network.